the executive in residence at uh, Loyola University, Maryland's Management and International Business Department. It's my privilege to join you in this interview today with Molly Venucci at IBM. We've created these interviews as a way of providing relevant and useful information for our students uh, about what it's like to operate in today's business world. So Molly, thank you for making the time to speak with the, our students about yourself and your career. Um, and to share some of the experience and advice that you would have for them. Um, to start us off, would you take a minute and just introduce yourself, uh, tell us where you work and a little bit about your role? Sure, thanks Dave and thanks for having me. So again, my name is Molly Venucci. I am Loyola class of 2005, representing here with the shirt. I am a partner at IBM in our consulting business. Um, I'm really focused on, on business strategy I work at the intersection of strategy, creative, and technology. And I'm also the chief of staff to IBM's global consulting leader. So global is definitely a part of my everyday job. My goodness, that's a lot of responsibility. Where do you find time for life? <laughs> it's hard sometimes, but you know, I, I really enjoy what I do and that makes all the difference. Wonderful, good. Thanks for that uh, brief introduction about yourself, Molly. Uh, you know, one of the things that our students uh, are really trying to understand in this environment where they can't necessarily do company visits so much anymore, everything is, you know, through Zoom, um, is what it's like, you know, working in today's work environment. And obviously it's a changing work environment. Um, would you set the stage for them? Uh, maybe a little bit of background about what your company, your group within your company does and the nature of work and kind of what it looks like today? Sure, yeah, so I work at IBM. We are a 109 year old technology company. And really what the purpose of being essential in driving world changing progress. That's a pretty hefty mission and, and one that IBM has been on the forefront of a lot of major world changing progress over the last 109 years. Yeah. You know, today we are really, if you listen to our CEO, a, a hybrid cloud and AI company. And we've got five main business units, Watson, which is our AI uh, cloud, uh, big cloud business. We made an acquisition called Red Hat, $34 billion acquisition last year. Uh, security, so increasingly important as we're all on, on Zoom and, and doing things digitally. We have a, a big security business. IBM Research, so we invest, I think, $6 billion a year in research and looking for the next technology and the next innovations. And then the business that I'm in, IBM Services. And um, we are about 350,000 people uh, at IBM and our services business is about 250,000 people wow. uh, across 270 countries. I didn't even know there were 270 companies. <laughs> I think 272 maybe, but yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Business in all of them. That's amazing. And, and uh, tell us a little bit about what the work environment is like these days, right? I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I think some of our students may have had some kind of frame of reference of what a job would look like, but COVID kind of blew all that up, right? Um, so what's, what's work like today and what would it feel like to be inside of a company like yours today? So at a company like IBM, I think one of the really positive things is 
we were we were built for this you know we were ready to we had all the tools and systems and and technology in place we're able to work remotely a lot we normally travel a lot so typically you know a lot of our, our young consultants um you can expect monday to thursday to be on on the road you know monday morning you're on the first flight out thursday night you're on the last flight home and friday you might work from home or the office um, and so when you've got a very mobile workforce, you've got to have the, the tools and technology in place. And so fortunately, we, we've always had that. Um, but when COVID hit, you know, we moved 99% of our workforce remote in 10 days um, wow. without a single disruption in client deliverables. And that is like phenomenal. You just think about how crazy and challenging that is. Um, so I think the biggest challenges for us are the differences besides not being on an airplane and staying in a hotel all the time is our clients being at different levels of maturity in doing that. And so it's been really interesting and, and exciting to help our clients with that transformation that a lot of them had started on it, but they still wanted to see us face to face every day and to you know, see us in their offices and, and go to lunch with us and, and whatnot. Um, and I think they questioned if we weren't on site, were we doing the work? Was it making an impact if, if they couldn't see us and, and, you know, wave to us in the hallways? And I think our clients are, are seeing that you can still get the work done and drive the outcomes the same, if not better, remote. And so while we might not be in person every day with our clients like we used to, I think we'll go back to seeing clients in person more often, but for the really meaningful, important things, right? Where you're doing a workshop, um, where you're, you know, working on maybe the a final deliverable and a final presentation, or you know, doing some some interviews with with groups of people. But I think you're able to drive the same outcomes and results, and that's really what what we're focused on um, with our people and teams. Have you found that uh, your organization, you know, because consulting is a, uh, I've heard it described as kind of a nebulous deliverable for a nebulous need, right? You know, the client sort of knows what they want and you sort of can give it to them, but there's always this fit you're trying to. Have, have you found that you've had to be more specific in terms of how you kind of identify what you and the, what the client wants and how you're going to serve it such that it's kind of changed the nature of the way people think almost in terms of what they're doing with clients? Yeah, that's a good question, Dave. I think it, it kind of depends on the client and the type of work that we're doing. Some of the, you know, the way that we engage today, a lot of times is what we call, you know, an IBM garage, where we are innovating and accelerating innovation with our clients and you're constantly iterating. And so the process is pretty well defined and known and you're working with cross-functional teams. I think, this is allowing for different types of output than you might have expected and different types of ideas. Uh, and they're moving at, at different rates and paces than you expected. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, kind of like what you might think of a typical strategy deliverable of a, you know, future state vision, you know, current state analysis and yep. you know, final recommendations, you know, a lot of that has been pretty, pretty similar. Mm -hmm. um, where we're still able to align with our clients and you know, everyone is, you know, at their computer all day long. It's not like, oh, I didn't, you know, get this because I was, you know, traveling or I was in this, like, you know, everyone's at their computer all day long. And so 
um, having access to be able to just make quick decisions and things is I think really crucial to staying on point with, you know, what the upfront vision was and, and how you get there. Yeah. One of our other board members commented on that same thing. It's good to know that. Um, so, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, in terms of what we could get, ask our students to take away from this, you know, I, when you were talking about the consulting work changing, you're no longer on a plane in the morning and, you know, Monday morning and you're not face to face with the client. Um, that also means that the work environment internally is the same way, right? I mean, you don't see people in the halls, you don't have those conversations where ideas can erupt. Uh, so how do you know, if, if our students are thinking about how they're gonna be successful in, uh, even if it goes back to normal, as you suggested, it's not gonna be non-virtual, right? There's gonna be a lot of virtuality left. What would our client, uh, what would our students need to think about what a successful person in this environment has to do? How does that look? What could we suggest to them? I think, you know, it really goes back to, there's a level of trust that we have with all of our associates, right? I trust that I've hired you and you're good at what you do and you're going to be working to deliver outcomes. And as long as, you know, we are delivering those outcomes and what we've committed to or agreed to as a, as a team, you know, that's what that's what it's all about. I don't need to see you, you know, when you wake up in the morning till when you shut down at night. There's obviously commitments you make to each other during the day in terms of checkpoints or meetings or, or you know, you might, some teams will have a contract, a, you know, a social contract and how they engage and, and yeah. where they engage. But understand that people work differently and, and understanding how to reach people, what's best way to communicate with them but trust that they will get the work done and that there's an open door if they've got questions, if they've got issues, that you're there to, to help them along the way. Um, sure. And then just the other thing, Dave, I wanted to, um, you said something about, you know, not seeing each other in the office and not kind of like that water cooler chat. Experience. Exactly, yeah. I will say it's almost like we've got too much now of too many uh, Zoom activities. Like we did a, um, a Jeopardy night the other night with my one of my teams, another of my team, we did a family feud night. And they're a ton of fun. Like, and you're always kind of meeting some new people on the team, uh, really fun ways to engage that I think a lot of times we would always default to a happy hour or, or something after work. Um, but there's a ton of things, you know, they've got a lot of mindful meditation going on in the middle of the day where you can meet new people. There's kind of a lot of things that people are, are setting up based on different interests um, at different points in the day. And it's really just about making the time to do them, to get to know more people, learn about more people in the company, what they do, uh, and you know, pique your interest in things that might be a next move for you. Well, that's great. Well, Molly, thank you very much for those insights. I think that uh, you've given uh, our students a lot to think about. You know, the world looks different and, uh, and yet it could be better. So. Uh, Maybe uh, there's a ray of hope in all this. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Good. David. Thank you.